This week, we start out a little more nostalgic, or at least I'm nostalgic. I don't know about Aaron necessarily, his nostalgia with all this sort of stuff. Uh, he's uh, young enough now, but he's still old enough. No, you're 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 young enough where you still could have caught some of his stuff. Anyway, wouldn't that be old enough? Old enough, young enough. No, young enough. Young enough to catch his stuff. Yeah, but we'll we'll, 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 we'll tie it into that in a second. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll start off nostalgia, but the, I I do believe that leads into something else in our conversation. There's a little more on the serious side of things, but in all seriousness, uh, I guess you could say. R.I.P. J.F. J.D.F. Funny. Funny, funny, funny. I can learn English. (laughs) You were called a different name and blah, blah, blah. You're going to hell and I'm going to hell six times over because I got six tattoos. So do you want to do the intro, Mr. Josh Brewer? What was my name? Mr. Josh Brewer. Almost Johnson. Brewer. I was yeah. going to say, it's not like he was going, Johnson Johnson. Yeah, no, it, it almost was Johnson Brewer. It'll go Power Rangers. <laughs> Good old, uh, yes. I can't believe still I did that in that high. And <laughs> especially on a day like today where my throat ends up being a little more sore than normal after doing a lot of talking in the last episode and. <laughs> that's just what it is and how it ends up being at times and that's okay but anyways so unless you're like an old fogey or like aaron apparently when you're too young to even understand this you know back in the day and i say back in the day because oh man this was started maybe i don't know mid 90s i guess but you remember that old, old show that's still going on to this day, Power Rangers? Yeah. Did you ever watch Power Rangers? Um, not really. Um, no. But I remember McDonald's Power Ranger toys. <laughs> you remember Power Rangers toys? Okay, yeah. So it started airing two years before you were born. That's when it started? Yeah, 93. Wow. So good old uh, Power Rangers and all that fun stuff. But yeah, unless you're Aaron or you're much older. Sorry, Aaron's all of a sudden lost in something. Those were the toy, the little things I collected from McDonald's from Power Rangers. Oh, that's back when the Turbo movie, I think, came out. Let me see real quick. Uh, let me see. It's sad that I know this. <laughs> no, I'm completely wrong on which one that is. It says it's Lightspeed Rescue. I don't know that series. Oh, okay. That, that was when I was like already in, I don't know, end of high school, college, something like that. I don't hmm. know. So unless you're too old or too young, like Aaron, uh, you you might not remember this person. But recently, it, it was reported, and they have confirmed it with the news sources. Uh, Jason David Frank. You know, and he he actually did a lot of things besides just being uh, in the Power Rangers series, but he committed suicide after a fight with his wife in a hotel room. So, mm. you know, it, it you never you don't know exactly what happened. Only the wife is probably going to know exactly what the fights and the circumstances were up to it and all that. Mm-hmm. And he was a professing Christian. He was an MMA fighter. I looked up his record. He's his record is one zero zero. One win, one loss, one tie. Or one zero zero, one win, zero losses, zero ties. So I'm like, well, that's not exactly a glowing professional career, but it right. is a professional career in and of itself. Though where he, you know, he at least went for it. He at least tried it, and he was successful in his fight that he did. Yeah, he at least went for it. Like I said, and so that's I can't fault him for that. Now beyond, you know, his wonderful. Power Rangers career, his MMA career. He also owns a bunch of, um, or I shouldn't say a bunch of, two karate schools. He's mastered multiple forms of martial arts. So, you know, he he lived a pretty successful career, left behind a couple kids and that, and did all that fun stuff. And I just find found it um, nostalgic in a way because that, okay, so 93. So remember, I would have been like 10, hmm. you know, when that first came on. And I don't know. You said you watch Power Rangers, so you're kind of familiar with the format, right? The- I mean, ish. I mean, I saw it on TV a couple times. Yeah. Okay. So. It, you know, it's always the 
whatever young adults teenagers that have the morphers morph blah 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 fight the evil bring out the big old zords big old yeah. robots fight blah 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 yeah so he, he originally came on and w- the way this guy and he said he was only supposed to come on for like as a guest star for like 14 episodes and then be done with but he proved to be so popular that they brought him okay. back and he had he kept coming back through the entire series run of the show like oh, wow over multiple times so like Again, he's only supposed to be there 14 episodes, and then they're like, nope, we're going to bring you back, but they had a problem when they went to bring him back. So I don't know if you, you're aware of like how Power Rangers even started, sort of oh, thing. No. It started as a, ninth, a, a TV show from Japan in okay. 1975. Huh. So what they did is they took TV footage from the Japanese show, and they dubbed English over it. So all the fighting scenes that you saw in Power Rangers, that, those were all the Japanese show. They had their own storyline, their own whatever, their own craziness happening. And it was all just dubbed over in English. And I completely forgot where exactly I was, so I apologize. We have dog issues and trying Too to record around dogs. Many. <laughs> can be sometimes interesting. But... Back to the history. So another dog incident. So apologies. <laughs> You're going into the history. Yep. So the history of the Power Rangers. So it started off again as a 19, uh, a show in 1975 over in Japan called Himitsu Sentai Gorengir. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm pronouncing Ooh, it. You better be. So essentially it was, you know, all the fight scenes in Power Rangers, because you've seen, you said a couple, right? Mm-hmm. So all the fight scenes were the Japanese show. All the scenes with the, like the people outside the suits that was filmed in America. Oh, okay. And they basically just spliced it over each other, and then they just you know added the new American voice actors over the voices of you know the original stuff. Yeah. So all original story, all you know. So they literally they they bought the footage from the Japanese show and used it. Well, that presented a problem when they brought in uh, Jason David Franks because. They brought him in for 14 episodes. They had Green Ranger stuff for 14 episodes only that Japan had made. Oh. So then they were like, well, we want to bring him back, but we can't bring him back as that because, well, you know, <laughs> we have no more fight footage with him on that. Yeah. So, you know, they, they changed the story around. They're like, oh, okay, we're moving to this. They're going to bring in this White Ranger, blah, blah, blah. We'll make him that. So in regards to say, you know, what you saw in America with all that, it, it was interesting to read and look through the history of it, where it was it was basically a TV show that's been going on since the 70s that they just adapted to work in American audiences in that. And it started because Marvel actually created a deal with the um the company that makes the TV show over in Japan where they could cross license and use each other's um IP material. Oh. So I don't know if you ever saw it, but I know, uh, I think my brother had it when we were younger. Uh, Spider-Man with like a giant mech suit. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's probably, it's got to be one of the suits from like, well, in playing games, it's probably yeah. a version of a suit you yeah. can get. Well, guess where that started from? That started from that Japanese mm-hmm. deal. Japan made their own version of oh. Spider-Man that got this giant mech suit. And Stanley liked it so much, he kind of he brought it over, took it and, over, and, and brought it to America because they have a, again this cross licensing deal thing. And that's what oh. led to them eventually doing this. You know, some TV executive was overseas; they saw the show playing in Japan and loved it. And, and they're like, "Hey, we can do something like that," you know, in the United States. And they, the, when they originally brought it over, they're like, "Oh, it's just too goofy. You need a." make it less goofy and of course then they made it just so corny that but for kids you don't care it doesn't matter you're you're like oh look those teenagers are doing cool things they're fighting (laughs) sick yeah oh man like i said watching when i was younger nowadays i'd be like wow i can't believe that's still a thing but hey you know what people it's actually quite amazing there are people who make their entire youtube careers just on Power Rangers. YouTube careers? Yeah. Like, I, I remember seeing a video at one point. Uh, there's a guy called, he called himself the Sixth Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
and he has a like a little character of him drawn up in the Green Ranger style with the Green Ranger suit. <laughs> that's how he does all his videos. Nice. But there are people that that's their entire career is the, because the series is still ongoing. Well, I suppose. Not only with TV shows, but they also do comic book series now, which are separate from the TV shows. Oh. So it, all completely different video games, all that stuff. So they're they're still doing all that. You know, and I'm just going down a little nostalgia path because it's my own little nostalgia path. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jason David Franks, he was the green, the white, the black, the red ranger at different points of time. He came back for various specials and all that. And they do say he's probably one of the most loved of the rangers out there. I don't hmm. know. I'm not a big ranger fan. I just found it kind of sad that when he uh, committed suicide, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's that, that was one of those from my childhood that all of a sudden just boom took his own life. That sucks. Um, I found it interesting, again, because it's a kid's show, right? The Power mm-hmm. Rangers. When he, because he had like sleeve tattoos. Like, oh, okay. Full on arm sleeves. Oh. But when he came back for the show, after he got his tattoos, they made him wear long sleeves in all so the episodes. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, see that, uh, that stuff. So any of his later ones, you'll see him, he'll always be wearing like, uh, flannels and all that just because, Hey, guess what? That happens. (laughs) But like I said, he, he was, um, he he was a MMA fighter. Like I said, he did that one. Um, he, okay. uh, This is cringy. I get it. Um, I'll show you the photo afterwards. So what are you looking at? I'm just Power Ranger stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had, if you want to look here, Aaron, he had a, this whole side of his forearm, right? And he had three words on the, and it took the entire forearm on the side of the forearm. Jesus didn't tap. And uh, instead of a T, it's a cross what yeah it was like it like started was like red at the bottom and faded up to yellow at the top of the words didn't tap yeah what wait what does it even mean i believe that was like where he didn't give up i i i'd have to look back on all oh that stuff. i'm an idiot <laughs> i'm an idiot I know exactly what that means. Now do you get that? I was like, yeah. Like, how do you not know what's going on? You didn't here? tap. You didn't. What? Tap. What do you think it meant? I don't. I. I don't know. I was like, I was thinking of like a literal tap that you get drinks from. I'm like, what? No, he. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, like tap out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he had, and I think, yes, his entire back was tattooed. So, wow. So, like, one half is um, a tiger. And these are all traditional Japanese tattoos, which makes sense because of MMA and his style of doing all these things. But, like, one half is a tiger and the other half is, like, what is it called? Um, I forget what they're called, but, like, the samurai masks. Okay whatever those are called. Uh, so yeah. And you could tell that there were definitely a couple years apart. It looks like just the color saturation, but <laughs> Oh, for, yeah. Yeah. He also yeah. has the teenage mutant Ninja turtles inked on his arms. <laughs> of course he has a green ranger. Cause that's how he started out his career and everything. Um, and, and just a bunch of our Japanese tattoos all over his body i think yeah on one hand he has on you know the the front of his hand on one he has a dragon and one he has a tiger nice so it's just like all right we 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 got that you know he 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 definitely was inked up i know for a while he had a clothing line as well that he did um and and that's how he had the shirts that said jesus didn't tap as well on part of his shirts and everything if you go, if you try to find his website now, I think the website is completely gone, not working properly. Yeah. Uh, when I tried to get to it earlier, it was throwing SSL errors, meaning no one's been maintaining it for 
a while. Okay. Which is, which means, you know, things have probably been eh, probably weird for a while now mm. with things, but that, that's what happens, you know, whatever things happen. Websites happen because he had a clothing line for a while too. And all that other fun stuff. It's just like, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Again, busy guy. Yeah. He was a busy guy. And again, teaching, Jeez. teaching MMA, he was appearing at, you know, comic cons and all that too. And doing all that stuff. I found a video. Obviously, I can't play it due to copyright restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Christian Broadcast Network of Europe, and they did an interview with him uh, about you know his thing. And, and the video, the title of the video is "Jesus is the Real Hero." Hmm. So that that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. He invented his own style of mixed martial arts and everything. So it, it's just like, all right, you know he. He he tried and he lived out there. He was 49 years old when he finally took his life. I believe 49. Yeah, 49. 49. Wow. In amateur MMA, you know, he had um, four wins total. So he actually had a better record in amateur MMA than hmm. professional MMA. But zero losses as well. He, he, he did what he did. And I know, I knew from other things that he was an adamant outspoken Christian about things, which makes it even doubly sad that he took his own life. Mm-hmm. That being said, I also understand it being there myself. <laughs> you know, I, I, well, yeah, we, I mean, obviously we don't know what's going on right, in his head, say, uh, what he was battling there. Mm-hmm. But from my own things, yeah. I can understand that Yeah, where it's one of those things where on the outside, you're Jesus is the hero. Let's do everything. We, <laughs> and then on the inside, you're going, oh, um, yeah, I, I'm no, I, I don't want to live. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, uh, what, what's it called? It's sad that that is our culture in America and in the church. Yeah. And it, it, go on. No, I was to say it, it's, it's probably definitely a lot more common than. I think we probably even realized too. I always wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I always wonder why it's like people are always. I mean, I guess nervous to even some point talk about it or bring up, especially for their own selves, that something's going on. But I guess, in a sense, like I guess I've, I've thankfully not bad, but sort of been there. Or especially, but at the same time, it's like you don't want to talk about it because, like, that's it, uh, I guess it's just uncomfortable. But I feel like as Christians, we should be work <laughs> to be okay with uncomfortable. <laughs> we should be, we should be a lot more uh familiar and more willing to dive into uncomfortability. Yeah. But then your humanist kind of takes over a little bit, and I've been guilty of this, and I'm sure. Wasn't the dog this time? Nope. <laughs> and I'm sure you've been guilty of this, where, you know, I'll, I'll come up to you or you'll come up to me or whatever, whatever, vice versa, and go, "Hi, hey, how are you doing?" And it's just like, "Oh, doing good." And on the outside, you're like, "Yeah, I'm doing good." On the inside, if you've ever seen that meme, you're like a duck paddling feverishly to stay afloat in the water. Yeah, and that's how it is a lot of times, and that's why I personally don't let you get away with i don't know or it's okay or it's good i I, that's why i personally try to probe a little bit deeper in on those things so you don't just go i'm okay and then (laughs) find out a week later no i really wasn't okay things were actually going bad for me because those are the worst when you have to put on the facade and, and try to live like that I always think of this meme. Oh, the everything is fine me- meme. Mm-hmm. Meme. Yeah. 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 It's fine. I'm good. It's all right. Nope. Hmm. Yeah, that 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 meme too. And and we do that a lot. We we let other people believe we're fine because we believe, or okay, I'm gonna say this. I believe at times, I'm not gonna speak for you, Aaron. You can speak for yourself in a minute. I, I love how he's like all of a sudden like oh no <laughs> I want to speak for myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is that it is easier to sweep that under the rug and try to put up that facade. It's easier than trying to explain to someone else what's wrong because, at least in my case, sometimes you fear that the other person will be like, well, that's nothing. Just get over it. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, depending on what it is, I suppose. It, I can, yeah. And, and that's the thing we got to realize is, and even when we have someone that maybe kind of says, hey, no, I'm not doing fine because of X, Y, or Z. And, and internally you may go, that's, that, that's okay. That's it. That's it. Why, why is this causing an issue? But you don't know what else is going on with them. You don't know what else's the stressors are in their life and everything else that's going on. And it may seem trivial to you, but to them, that was their breaking point. And we have to remember that we have to be, especially as ones who say that we follow Christ, we have to be willing to lead with compassion and grace first, because, and I know as we've talked about this before, even like between me and you on things, and thus, you know, the other person, is truly genuinely cares why would you even bring up stuff if you can't trust it goes back to the whole thing of if you can't trust a person with like the small things why would you trust them with the big things even goes back to you know cooper's book about that sort of stuff like you know hey if god if i can trust you with this i can trust you with everything else and it's the same with interpersonal relationships as well it's the same where if i can trust aaron with x i know i can trust him with y which means i can trust him with z which means all of a sudden the floodgates open when things go to heck (laughs) and then when things are going bad and aaron goes hey how's it going i can be honest because i know the track history of how aaron responds not that he has all the answers or or whatever, but that he is at least compassionate enough to lend a ear to listen. But at the same time, that also, it means that when things go wrong, be it me or you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of uh, something particular recently, not like month recently. I'm talking a couple months recently. (laughs) where things went wrong and things could have been hidden really easily never talked about never brought up (laughs) until they had to be (laughs) yeah until they had to be (laughs) but that could have easily happened and instead it was immediately hey could you give me a call yeah 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 probably good to talk about this right now (laughs) yeah it wasn't like Oh yeah, it was a good trip. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been. But th- that takes time to build that relationship up. True. To where it gets to that point. That's not something you can expect right away. You cannot expect someone you just met a week or two ago to dump everything on you when you ask them, hey, how are you doing? Those first few weeks, you're probably going to get surface level answers. Right. I always wonder. Um, I hate when I say that now. That's going to become my next newest, hatest, hatest, most hated phrase. Well, if you think about it, every new phrase is. <laughs> Makes me wonder <laughs> what your next one I've will always be. Been, I've always wondered, you know. No, you haven't always wondered. Well, I've always wondered what your most hated phrase in all time is. If you think about it, it might not be that hard. Nailing all of them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But like when you come across the people that do like, I don't know, have you, I guess, have you come across these people, but like where they just dump a ton of stuff on you right away without even hardly knowing them. Mm -hmm. I've, it's just what I guess in them makes it so easy for them to do that. Well, there's probably a couple things. I'm not one of those people, so I can't speak for those people. And, and, <laughs> but there's probably a couple things. One, they probably just trust and love people. Like they have Hopefully. no care in the world about what people think about them. 
they're probably confident enough to not care what people think about them as well. That would be the best case, I would, I would think. Or they're so naive that they think that, you know, by telling you everything, it's going to make everything better. And just be like, I am always a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is, honestly. And there is some danger in that as well. I'm not saying, you know, you meet a person on the street and they go, hey, how's it going? That you immediately go, ah. you, you reveal the deepest, darkest secrets of your soul to My them. My world's on fire. <laughs> well, fire would be one nice way to put it at times. <laughs> you don't do that. You know, it, no. it, it, you have to build up that that relationship and again i don't know that guy jason david frank personally or anything like that but i would hope that if he was a professing christian he was hopefully going to church and that that he had someone in his life that you know he could have reached out to or talked to but i also understand at the same time that when you're in that deep hole of despair at that moment you don't want to reach out right no you'd rather hang out by yourself and talk to no one well, in his case, he talked to whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it was, gun or drugs or whatever. And yeah, unfortunately, that happened. But what I was going to say is, you know, when you're in that despair, you, you, you don't want to talk to anyone about anything. You just want to say, yep, I'm done. I don't want to have to deal with any more of this. Unfortunately, that was the case in this scenario. But at the same time, it, it, may, it makes me think, and I know I've seen this from other people that I know who are Christian. They go, you can be all sunshines and rainbows on the outside, but deep inside you're a black pit of despair. Mm-hmm. And we need to get beyond that surface level. Hey, how are you doing? Especially, not for everyone, but for the people that we know, we trust, and we care about. Yeah. At, at the same time, it's also... Uh, a reciprocal thing would someone you know you trust and you care about ask you how you're doing you don't just give that surface level sometimes like i said sometimes it's appropriate sometimes it, it, it is appropriate you don't you don't do that to straight to the street but like oh no, no. yeah <laughs> no yeah the, yeah the people you know yeah you need to hope you can get that so like honest feed so like when you send a message like hey how's how are you doing today i try to be honest yeah and I have been in the past, you know, there've been, there've been, there, there'll be days and streaks are like, Hey, good, good, good. And I'll be like, yeah, kind of screwed up something here, <laughs> kind of messed up on something and, or yeah, I'm frustrated. Didn't get enough sleep, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and it's a balance. And it's a balancing act on doing that. But at the same time, I think it's important, especially because the world we're living in says do whatever you want however you want because you're living your truth and being a christian it's hard in this day and age to do that to live prop properly right and uh, well yeah everyone wants to live their best life or at least what they think their best life is but when they're living their best life they're actually kind of destroying it depending on what that is I mean, it's easy to say this from a Christian perspective because mm-hmm. it's the way I am or how I be- what I believe. And but it's like whenever, and it's not just because uh, uh, whenever you get off the beaten path and stuff and do something stupid, it's like it's you kind of find out why. Um. I guess you could say we're instructed or told not to do something. Yeah. But then, it, I mean, and you hear the argument, well, that's only because you believe that. Otherwise, it's not wrong at all. I'm like, okay, do that without the, I don't know, like in my mind, like I can't help but think like if you do that, even without believing what the Bible and what God has to say on things, mm-hmm. it's like, does it really make it any better? Like at some point there's still some sort of issue this stuff causes, whether you know it now or later. Right. So it's like, yeah, you live your best life and do whatever the heck you want to do until it turns out (laughs) not so much the best for you. I I don't know. 
I, I there there have been times when I've tried that myself, and it's just like, yeah. At the end of the day, afterwards, after everything's said and done, I'm like, well, that sucked. That went poorly yeah. for me. That went bad, and I and people will, and I've seen this personally, where people will try to do what they want, and then they'll try to convince them, no, this is okay. This it's a, this is fine meme. That it's that's what it is exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I get it when you say people who aren't Christians necessarily will say, well, how do you know it's wrong? And then I'm like, well, kind of being convicted of it. So that kind of helps me tell me it's wrong. <laughs> right. Well, and I guess that, and see, that's another tough thing about, I don't know, with, with it all is for the whole feeling convicted. I mean, I'm assuming someone that isn't a Christian isn't going to feel convicted about something. At least in the in the moment of doing it, but could they? I guess what happens if they have a feeling of conviction later? Mm-hmm. Would they tie that back to that or not? I don't know. Because it's like, yeah, again, it's so easy to say that the only reason you feel convicted is because you were taught this growing up, and all that kind of fun stuff. And that's part of growing up in your faith as well is reaffirming and reinforcing those beliefs mm-hmm. over time because and I, and I know we have talked about this where it is easy to take whatever you know when you're given as a kid and be like well this is my truth now this is my whatever mm-hmm. it, that's going to crumble like a house of cards the first time something bad happens mm. because it is easy to hold on to those platitudes when everything is going sunny side up and everything's good, and the moment you meet that first little bout of resistance, that's when what you believe is actually put on the line and put to the test. Because mm-hmm. do you stay with what you believe when, you know, pick a scenario that seems horrible. You stick with those beliefs when you could easily steal all the money there and no one would notice and you get away scot-free clean and you just take a ton of money. Do you still stick to everything when, you know, let's say you get married and you have a kid who's dying of cancer. Mm. Do you stick to all of that when and pick a bad scenario? Yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to go. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Great. You know, and, and play make believe on those scenarios. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the thick of it, when you get into actually living through scenarios i'm thinking of a certain couple ones not just one i'm thinking of a couple (laughs) you know at that point that's what tests your metal that's what tests no i didn't say metal metal oh (laughs) yes never mind i know (laughs) that's what tests you on what you're doing when you're doing and why you're doing that that's what reveals the you believe it because you were a young kid and told it, and you believe it now because that's what you believe. That's Ooh. the difference between going, Lord, Lord, I served you, and Jesus going, come on in. Mm. If you don't, for those of you listening, if you're not understanding what I'm referencing, there's a passage in the Bible where the people, he, Jesus basically goes, yeah, you'll come to heaven and go, Lord, Lord, I served you. I did all this in your name, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus says, get out of here. I've you know, don't I, I've never known you. I don't know who you are, essentially. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's it's a difference between those two things. Mm-hmm. Because one, you're doing it because that's what you believe you're supposed to do. That's what you're taught you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The other one is you're doing it because that's what you believe. Right. And that seems minuscule in nature, but it is large in its implication. Mm. that's a terrifying verse but i think it will obviously i mean for the circumstances it is like a very tough circumstance that but um i don't know i also think of like what if things got so good for you that you you can even fall away from what you believe too mm-hmm. i suppose that's one reason i <laughs> whenever like the lottery was lottery was 
huge oh, a I know. while ago. That that's that's been one though, right? Yeah. It split a couple ways. I don't know. Uh no, I think only one. <laughs> I don't think Jeez. it was split a couple ways, this latest one. Wow. Um if I'm remembering yeah. right. But either yes. way, some people got a ton of money. We always talk about that at work, like once it starts to get really high, like, oh, what are you gonna do with the lottery if you want it? Kind of thing. I'm just like, you know what? Part of me hopes to never actually win the lottery. <laughs> they actually say those who win the lottery end up being in the poorhouse. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. They're, they get so excited about what they can get now and then just blow it all. Well, not only that, you have, and they say, if you win the lottery, first thing you need to do, don't tell anyone and hire a lawyer. Mm. Because what will happen is all of a sudden, Everyone you know will come out of the dirt saying, hey, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in certain states, you have to reveal who who it was at one. I, I saw one recently where, I, I don't think it was for the Powerball, but it was for some bells, where the person wore a costume to claim their t- their lottery winnings. They were fulfilling the, the letter of the law, not the spirit, but they were allowed to get away with it. So no one would know who they were. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, once you win the lottery, if that's well known, you're going to be hit up by charities. You're going to be hit up by politicians. You're going to be hit up by friends and family. Oh, for sure. You know, it'd be like, enemies. buddy. (laughs) Yep. Is that why you need a lawyer for the enemies or what? No, you just need a lawyer to, A, figure out how to do the winnings properly, uh, but also how to protect the money as you're going through things. Okay. So I never never figured you need to... Because that's all the winnings properly. Yeah, because there's also things you got to figure out your, what your tax liabilities oh, and all that. Okay. There's a lot of things that go into that, which is like, they're like, yeah, first thing you do, get a lawyer. And also, they can hopefully protect your anonymity so that way that everyone knows. That's smart. I was just imagining also enemies coming up and be like, hey, you remember when you did this? Or Yeah, try to blackmail and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it, it, that's why I say get the lawyer, get it right away and let them do all the fun paperwork for you because then you don't have to worry about stuff but then they take your money yeah well it's better than losing it to whatever (laughs) i suppose (laughs) but yes i i was yeah like i said the passing of jdf was a very grim reminder of that as us in the church especially need to be mindful of that god Oh, yeah, especially the church. Um, and, and like I said, it's a two-way street on that regard. It requires trust on both sides. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, for a church, oh, it makes me want to go into finding a good church. <laughs> <laughs> How transparent does a church be though i don't think the church as a whole right okay okay? that this is where it's on that interpersonal level okay yeah this is not this is mandated on high from the pulpit erin you will be transparent with everyone who comes up to you and asks how you are (laughs) this is hey you have that relationship with me you have that relationship with peter you have that relationship with the petersons you have that relationship with Put X, Y, or Z in. Whoever, whoever you want to put in that list, right? Yeah. If they ask you, hey, Aaron, how are you doing? They'll, you know, you can, if, if you have that trust, not to a trust, you can answer, right? But at the same time, it's their responsibility to be like, hey, something's off. Hey, Aaron, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Now, <laughs> part of me thinks, I should just be able to, you know, be open with the church. And then, obviously... Depending on how some people act, you'll know <laughs> they know need you, correction. <laughs> well, you'll also know who you can trust a little bit more, too. Right, yeah, there's that. I, yeah. Okay, take for example, like, I know this sounds horrible, but I promise you, I don't know, it's just as bad as it sounds. Um, <laughs> There is some stuff my mom will never know. Yeah. Because I don't trust some of those things. Her to know them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't because I know how she will react. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone, you may trust them with a lot of stuff, but you're like, no, they're going to react this way. You 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 may want to stay 
clear of that mm-hmm. because it's going to cause more harm than good. On the flip side, here's what I have to say to those people. Mm-hmm. People who go, you know, let's say, uh, okay, for example, I'm not going to say what is uh, my recent thing where, you know, talk to you and Andy and that mm-hmm. and a couple of us about that. If you guys had responded negatively, like, you, oh gosh, you know, I, 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 I would a be disillusioned with the church a little bit more, b be hurt, mm-hmm. c be very confused in what to do next, oh, because that sure. kind of leaves me outcast like, and a, a, like orphaned on things, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when you're the person that someone opens up to about something that is hurting them. Mm-hmm. whether you think it is a big thing or not, the first thing you have to do, the first thing is you don't judge them. You don't sit there and go, I'm going to now pass judgment on you for this failure in your mm-hmm. life or this perceived failure or this thing I don't agree with, but you are having struggle with or pit is causing you pain. That is not the first thing you do. First thing you do is you tell them, thank you for telling me that this is something that is you know, or let, thank you for letting me know that this is something that's bothering you. Mm -hmm. Cause that's going to do two things. One that's hopefully you're being sincere and that's going to convey that sincereness and and that sentiment. The second thing is that's going to relax the other person. Cause I guarantee you they are probably nervous if they actually tell you what is wrong and what is going on. They may see cool as a cucumber on the outside, but inside they are paddling like that duck trying to stay afloat <laughs> in the water. And they may be like, I know this person, I trust this person, but it is going to be hurtful if that person they don't trust. Example, again, you know, me, you know, and you and Andy and all that recently. Mm-hmm. If you guys had been like, well, no, and just like flat out rejected me for whatever reason that you know that could have been very hurtful but how you guys responded it was like okay they all right they're 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 willing i I wouldn't say cool but you know it's like all right they're they're at least willing to acknowledge what's going on and yeah not necessarily be like yes you should do this but be like hey we how how can we encourage you sort of deal Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it came across at least for me you know when when that scenario played out Mm mm-hmm and that's what you need to do. You need to not be the one to be like, well, we got to now correct you. We now got to fix you. <laughs> it, it's after you go, thank you for basically, you know, essentially, thank you for, you know, filling me in on what's going on. Be like, don't be like immediately jump to, well, how can we fix it? Second thing you need to do is just let the other person talk, listen. Be a sounding board for them in the sounding board or a listening board, I'd say, actually. Listen and let them, if they need a vent, if they need to mm-hmm. empty themselves and rant a little bit, let them do that for a little bit. Hmm. Why are you going, hmm? No, I, 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 <laughs> that word triggered me. Which word? A rant. Oh. No, I remember hearing a message from a, from a pastor um, talking about how like ranting is actually not good for you. I was just like, you know, hmm. but when you're hurt or you're dealing with something or you're struggling right. with something, sometimes you just need to have that need to happen. I remember one time in particular, uh, this was before I went to inpatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy took me to lunch at Papelli mm. in Racine. What, why is that look in your face for? Oh, okay. And, you know, he, you know, we had lunch. We didn't necessarily, how do I put this? He didn't try to fix what was going on. He basically let me talk. He let me rant about what yeah. was going on. He knew something was up and we had gone plan lunch because of that something. Mm, yeah. And he basically just let me just say, what I needed to say, Word get it out. It. Now it didn't, it didn't um, fix anything, but it helped him know a little bit better on why things were like they were, on why things were 
in my own eyes as bad as they were. You know, because objectively from the outside, probably everything was okay. But internally, my own head was completely messed up and screwed up over what was going on. Yay, chemical imbalances. Yeah, right. <laughs> Woohoo. Do not wish on anyone. <laughs> and sometimes you just need that. So, thank you. You know, first thing is, again, the, you know, acknowledge the thank. Yeah. The second thing is just let, just listen. Just, just be that sounding board. Just let them do whatever they need to do to listen or to, you know, get the whatever it is. The third thing is at that point, don't be like, oh, quick fix time. Be like, <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. And, and this sounds counterproductive at times, but be like, is there something not where you're bringing a solution, but where you're going, is there something I can do to help? To help, right. Where you're letting that other person kind of give you some uh, ideas on maybe there's something that is a very simple thing that you can do to help, where it's simple to you, but maybe it's hard for them. And in the, Sometimes those things are overly important. But the fourth thing you do then is, and I know that and it's probably the hardest part is even if you're not telling them you're doing something, see if, see if there's ways you can help them or bless them in some way to maybe lend that burden. And maybe it's nothing. Maybe it is just saying, Hey, I'm going to check up with you yeah. next week. Maybe it's going to be, Hey, I'll give you a ride or whatever. But each situation is going to be different. Yeah. You can do little things to, yeah. Little but things can make a big difference. That's your responsibility as the person, you know that 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 gets when you ask the question, go, hey, what's going on? And they go, well, if you really want to know, <laughs> as the person that gets that asks the question, that's your responsibility. And realize yeah. that there's times when you may have no ability to help, where the most you can get to is you can be the person that helps listen and supports mm-hmm. for a little bit and maybe you have to pass them on to another person for help right example prime example what you did by passing me on to andy <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah 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 you f- you took all the steps there unknowingly i know you didn't know that, <laughs> but you, you went through that process you let me you listened you let me rant a little bit or just let me talk for a little bit and then you, you, I, I believe on, even on that call, you kind of asked like, hey, what can I do? Whatever. And I was like, oh, 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 oh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the last thing you did was then you said, all right, uh, this is beyond me, Andy. Right. And then Andy passed me off and that's fine. Cause not everyone is equipped to solve everything. Right. And that's, and then, hmm, as far as like the whole, like, you know, trust and stuff goes, it's having that trust with, you know, so for like, for me and you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pretty much, well, I guess uh, it depends on the relationship, obviously and the level of trust, but if like, for like, for me and you, it's like, if I tell you something, it's like, eh, you can take whatever it is I've told you. And I was like, I'm, I'm cool with you choosing into do what you do with the information that I give you kind of thing. And I mean, it goes to like, we're, I mean, obviously for like Josh and Amy and Andy and Heather and stuff, it's like, you know, when you tell one of them, you kind of expect the other to hear sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, I have no spouse for me to hear what well, I say. Yeah, so well, yeah. no, there's that, <laughs> but like, it's just like, I don't know. I, I trust, I trust pretty much like the core people being like you, you, Josh, Andy, and Peter, um, Lucas. Maybe is that about it? Maybe that's about it. But like, if I told any of you guys something, uh-huh. pretty much it's like, I'm okay with you sharing that with whoever you feel like is good to be sharing with, shared, shared, sharing, shared with kind of thing. It's just like, at this point, at least for me personally, it's like, I have, I guess, that level of confidence in all y'all folks, which pretty great thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say um, it's 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 great to have those kind of friendships and that level of trust with people. But also, I mean, to some point, I am a more. I don't know, some people say I'm a more 
unknowingly trusting person. Yeah. Depends. But it's like, it has its yeah. advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Well, and that's where it's like sometimes I, I guess I can be like that, but then there's times it's like, eh, sometimes I'm, I know better, but sometimes. <laughs> hey, we all have those sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 yeah. 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 What? This is the, the church, man. He needs help. <laughs> right. So, so I, I talked about the, you know, your responsibility if you're the one asking the question, because if, you, if you're asking the question and you're genuinely asking that question, be prepared for when someone actually gives you that information. You yeah. Know? Now, if you're <laughs> the one, what, what, say it. I say, there's times where depending on who it is, I'll, 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 if they ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, well, as, and as you have said, do you want the, the real answer or the short answer? <laughs> oh, I've done that to people. At, yeah. at, I've done that to people at work. I'm like, do you want the polite answer or do you, and, and these aren't people like I have the best, best relationship with, No, you know, right. but I have a more than a casual work relationship with. Yeah. Go, do you want the polite answer or do you want the real answer? And it's about 50, 50 so far on when yeah. people choose the, the real and the polite answer. Hmm. And it's just like, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is. So if you're the one asking the question in, and you're being earnest about it. You're not just trying to like strike up small talk. Be prepared <laughs> yeah, for potentially something like that to happen. Something and when it does, don't freak out. Okay. Now, if you're the one being asked of the question, this is where it gets a little more difficult because it is nervous as all get out sometimes to reveal that information. And if you're extremely nervous about revealing maybe some information, I would ask one of two things. A, is this the right person to reveal that to? Or are you just nervous because you're nervous about the situation in general? Because both 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 options are valid. Both answers are valid. There. Yeah. You know, and maybe you're like, no, I trust this person implicitly. No issues, no questions. But the situation in itself, because it's personal or whatever, is difficult, is hard to do. It, it's hard to talk about. It's even for a couple of things for me, I, like I said, to even utter certain words were difficult, even though I trusted oh, yeah. like you explicitly. Like there's no no uh, issues there. It was just saying those words are difficult. And it was like, okay, why is it difficult? And I have to be able to prepare to know that one too, right? But so know that it, it, it can be that hard concept to do. That, that hard thing where it, it, it may not be the easiest thing in the world. And then also realize, and this is the hard part, because you might already have someone who's freaking out about something, who's dealing with something, and the person goes, and you think, and you trust them, right? And they go, how are you doing? And you unload on them, and then the other person just kind of freaks out a little bit. Yeah. That may happen, and oh, that yeah. can happen. Oh, yeah. And I want people to understand when that happens, it's they're not freaking out because of you. They're not thinking out because you're because they think you're a freak, a mutant, someone who has a unique issue that no one else in the world has. You are the ultimate sinner in the world. You are the one destined to hell amongst all the people in the world. You are the devil incarnate. They it's not because of that. It's because it it's not that usually. It's usually because the situation probably was a little bit more than they could handle and probably freaked them out. And you well, know what? They just don't know what to do. And they, yeah, exactly. They don't know what to do. And you know what? That's okay. Because, at least from my perspective on this, and you can change, tell me if you have a different perspective on this at all. Typically, it's in those times, it's okay because then you two can figure it out together what the next steps are. If, you know, the person you're, te- you know, who asked the question and you tell them and they go, I, you know, and they may freak out for a minute. And obviously that's going to cause you to freak out if you're the one unloading. Yeah. <laughs> what are they thinking? Oh, no. But know this, they love you. They care for you. Hopefully. It, well, if you, if you trust them enough to yeah. do this, yeah. I, I hope that that's the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. They love you. They care for you. They want to see what's best for you. And they may not have an answer right now. They may freak out a little bit. They may be that duck trying to paddle and figure out something. And their mind is probably racing. 
like, I can't believe this person I care about just said this. What in the world is going on? My world yeah. is turning upside down. I thought they were okay. I thought they did. And that's at least for me, you know, in those couple of situations where I've had people, you know, say stuff to me when I ask the question and I go, okay, wasn't planning on this. Um, <laughs> you know, there are times when my, my brain immediately goes to what the heck is going on? What? Yeah. Just, you know, Where'd like the shock confusion and, and all that. And it's, then when I sit back and realize, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I never asked them before how they were doing and genuinely cared. It was one of those small talk conversation starters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Let me sip my soda or my coffee or my drink or whatever. Okay, bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> you know, yeah. instead it was, hey, how are you actually doing? And then all of a sudden, oh, all this. Um, yes, I don't know what to do. Give me a second to think. And that's okay. But it is hard as the one, you know, Dumping the information, be like, yeah, oh, oh, sure. oh, Aaron's freaking out. I don't know what to do. What? Oh, geez, Louise, he he's probably me, thinking blah, blah, blah. all these things right now yeah. about me. Oh no! And and I know it's hard to say this, but take a second, breathe, let the other per- person catch up to where you are at. Because as soon as they ha- take a second to process mentally everything you'd probably just said and spilled <laughs> on them, and the the word vomit sentence that came out. Those probably show that they care, not in the fact that they are going to know and try to fix you right away, but in the fact that they're going to be like, Let, let's walk through this together. Yeah. And if you're the person who gets nervous like that, you know, when you ask the question, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, your buddy unloads on you. If you have to say, I don't know what to do right now, but let's do this together. Don't leave them hanging. They need to know that they are not alone. They need to know that someone physically, even especially, you know, even if they're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. They may go, oh, go. God's always on your side. Go with God. <laughs> that doesn't help. When you're, when you're in the middle of crisis, when you're in the middle of whatever, you need someone to come alongside you. And it may not, not literally like be side by side with you, like literally like that. But right. metaphorically, you need someone to come alongside you and say, look, I don't know the answers necessarily, but let's find out mm-hmm. what to do and if you don't know the answer hand them off to someone that you both trust that you think may know the answer again going back to what you did you passed me off to andy andy passed me off to pastor mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was like the chain of custody and then and then he passed me off to the the inpatient which <laughs> yeah. is fine because he didn't yeah. know what to do either but he knew a different part of the chain to potentially get me that assistance would, yeah yeah. And that's how it went. None of you knew the answer, and that was fine. You let me vomit some word salads, and then you moved me on and helped the chain. But you knew, but you let me know that someone was walking alongside me through the process. Mm-hmm. You didn't just say, okay, cool. Uh, talk to you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sign off. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Okay, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any agreements, disagreements? Contrary points. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> what? No, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't know what else to say other than I agree. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah. I gosh dang it. I hate saying yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it's good to check in on people, I guess. And as you were saying, just to be more in well, being more prepared for a different answer yeah. than just the, yeah, I'm good. Doing yeah. all right. Life's going well. Yep. Because if you ask that question, be prepared for the unload. And especially check in on your friends and family, especially yeah. during winter time. What do you mean? What's wrong with winter? Which yeah. Is winter Less too? sun, you know, <laughs> SAD going all around. I don't know what you're talking about. SAD. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, SAD or STD. <laughs> well, I was just asking. When's permanent? But no, they're both. Both can be temporary. Both can be permanent. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, both are right in there. But yeah. you know, as I said, I don't know which one's worse: SAD or STD. That's a very horrible phrase. <laughs> I'll. T- I think I'll go with SAD. I'd rather have SAD. I think, but that's me with not having an STD. So I don't know. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have experience with either, either, yeah. with STD either, but. That's good. <laughs> this is going to sound weird. If it was like a temporary one that I could take antibiotics with to be over True. within a week, then I'd rather have that the than STD. SAD or depression. To I be suppose. completely if honest. Just be, if it could just be gone. But then if SAD can be temporary and just go away, then I. You know, I don't care. I don't want any of them. Yeah. They both suck. <laughs> that's a that's a weird question. To ask. You know what? I'm going to ask Andy and Robin that on Wednesday. <laughs> would you rather have an SAD? Would you rather have SAD or an STD? <laughs> and I'm going to be prepared for the looks of what? Where did this come from? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. The looks of what the? No. Why? <laughs> Where? Uh. This but. is where Andy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just check on your the friends and family, and just hopefully monitor. Well, yeah, see how they're what they're doing. I guess be aware of. Hopefully, if you know them well enough, like if you notice something's off, definitely then be like. Eh. Oh yeah, especially if you see uh, things that are not normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. Um. It is a depressing time of time of the year. Oh yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. and I wonder what this figure is going to look like for twenty twenty two, because this is a pretty depressing statistic for last year. Mm-hmm. Out of every thousand people, how many died of suicide? Out of every thousand, mm-hmm. I'd say close to. I want, ooh, I want to say 30. No, go up. Oh, a th- wait, a thousand. I have a thousand. I'm sorry. I was, why did I go to 300? Oh, thankfully, no. <laughs> oh, okay. 72.2 people. Oh, okay. I have a thousand, which is equal to 7.2%. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm probably confusing some other numbers. Yep. In the head. Okay. On average, every year, 7 million people attempt suicide worldwide. Wow. And, and they they did say, you know, with COVID, they expect the 2022 year to, to probably be, be worse and yeah. be up. They were saying already in February of this year, it was up. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. Um, hmm, that's not good. In Wisconsin, you know, we're definitely, uh, what you could say, colder, darker state <laughs> than than um, some than most than other states because, well, at least in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. States yeah. uh, oh, or lower yeah. forty-eight, I should say, mm-hmm. because well, we're we're one of the more northerner states, right? But yeah, deaths by suicide, uh, was it last year? 866 just in Wisconsin. So it's not a thing where you're like, no, we don't have anyone, right? It's we have a lot. And adjusting for population and all that, right? You look at like Illinois, 1,362. Michigan, 1,444. Minnesota, 758. Iowa, 552 that's not the best in there. <laughs> we're, 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 that's pretty bad for us. I think we're 14th in the state in the United States, I think is what our ranking is. So wow. that, that puts us actually pretty high on the list. I, um, unfortunately our death rate is 14.5. So that's going to be, uh, interesting to watch. Our death rate is 14.5. Yeah. So that's the number of deaths per 100,000 of your population. Mm. So we're, we're, my, I I said earlier we're, we're high. We're actually kind of in the middle on that. What state has the fewest suicides? Fewest? Per 100,000. Oh, boy. Part of me wants to say Florida because it's a sunshine state, but you also got to remember they have a lot of old people who lose all hope of living. 
That's true. Yeah. You got a guess on what state? I mean, is it a southern state? No. No? No. New Jersey. Jersey? 7.1. Wow. Florida's at 13.2, with a combined total of 3,135 deaths per year by suicide. Wow. So we're at 14.5. The most is Wyoming with 30.5. But again, their population is so low, right, that 182 deaths gives them a 30.5 rating. Wow. So you look at some of the bigger ones. Colorado, yeah, where pretty much every drug is legal. They're at 21.5. So they still, and it's more than a thousand, about 1,302. Mm. So it's not a, like an insignificant number at all. Wow. So it, it's very disturbing in that regard. Yeah. Cause ter- Tennessee, Arizona, they have more than us, both in number and in ratio, Iowa, higher ratio, uh, Missouri, higher ratio and higher total Colorado, but everywhere else. Lower total, but higher ratio. Again, just due to populations and that. Right. So check up on your loved ones this holiday. Especially holidays are a big time of suicide because people are lonely. Not just alone. They're lonely. They feel like they have nothing left. They see everyone else around with their families all happy and snug in a bug. As a bug in a rug. (laughs) And they're like, I got nothing left to live for. We're just going to end it. Hmm. That's a deep, dark hole to be in. Trust me, been there. Don't want to go back ever. Statistically, though, I may go back there, but I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I'll keep my, uh, you know, keep, and, and that's where, you know, you go once in a while. Hey, how you doing? How are you really doing? Exactly. Yeah. And if you have enough trust with that person, and you think they're just giving you the platitude answer, maybe not right there because maybe they're trying to, you know, be polite wherever you're at. Maybe it's too public a place. They don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. You're like, hey, want to chat? You want to grab, I don't know, if you're a coffee drinker, coffee, grab a soda, grab a whatever, and or grab lunch, grab dinner, whatever, and chat. And Maybe, hopefully, if that person trusts you, and you've been a good friend. Hopefully you can get somewhere and help them recover from whatever it is. Any closing thoughts, Mr. Johnson? In that case, Mr. Johnson, enjoy your metal concert in the next two days. Mm-hmm.